You're listening to Locked On Now, NHL, local experts on the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NHL hosts are here to help break down everything on Locked On Now. Let's start with Thursday's biggest game. The biggest game. Penguins got a big shootout win over one of the best teams in the league, the Florida Panthers. Tristan Jari proved his worth in the shootout. Locked on Penguins has more. A shootout win in this economy? Yep, the Penguins actually got their first shootout win of the season tonight, a 3-2 win over the Florida Panthers. That is now six points in their last four games, six out of eight points, I should say, and the Penguins continue to tread water um, as they are doing with the COVID issues and the injuries, and that's all you can want them to do. Tristan Jari continues his stellar season. He has probably been the MVP thus far, and he finally put it all together to have a really good shootout, stopping three out of four before Jeff Carter was able to pot the eventual game winner. Um, you know, a lot of teams that you didn't expect are struggling right now. You have the Islanders even below the Penguins, which is something I don't think any of us expected. Overall, there's still another big swing coming up for Pittsburgh, 11 of their next 14 are at home. Hopefully, Sidney Crosby and Brian Dumoulin will be able to be back for some of those. It starts this Saturday against Ottawa. They also have a big COVID situation there. And then they will go to Washington to take on the Capitals on Sunday. For everything Penguins-related, head over to the Lockdown Penguins podcast, where I have episodes each day for you all. The Minnesota Wild won eight of its first 12 games in comebacks to start the season as one of the hottest teams in the league. But a 3 nothing deficit in the third was just a little too much to overcome this time around, Minnesota fell in Vegas to the Golden Knights and locked on wild tells us how a four game winning streak was snapped. A valiant comeback effort for the Minnesota Wilds comes up short. Hey, everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping the Wilds three to two loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. The Minnesota Wild were dealt in early flop, trailing three nothing after two periods. And uh, goals from Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Hartman got the Wild to within one. They had a power play to end the game, but could not score. That was a theme all night. The Wild did not score on the power play throughout the entire game, despite being six power play opportunities throughout the game. They went over and uh, did not look great on any of them. So the Wild have a four-game winning streak snapped. They are now nine and four on the season with Seattle on deck on Saturday. And uh, hopefully the Wilds can get a better start uh, in Saturday's game. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Going back to their last game, the Islanders have now allowed eight straight unanswered goals. The four latest came in last night's lost to the Devils in New Jersey and locked on Islanders tries to figure out the problem with this sputtering offense. Gil Martin of locked on Islanders here. The Islanders fall four to nothing to the New Jersey Devils. They've now given up eight straight goals after holding a two to one lead against Minnesota after two periods. Big problem for the Islanders twofold. First special teams, they gave up a shorthanded goal gave up a power play goal, but the bigger one is this offensively, they're just not generating enough chances. They had a plenty of shots on goal, but all of them were directly at the goalie. The goalie was able to see them. They didn't go to the net, didn't get rebounds, tips, deflections. 
They didn't pay the price to get into those dirty areas and get second chances. And that's what you need to do, especially when you're struggling to score goals like the Islanders have been all season. The Islanders are now off until Monday when they have back-to-back -back games Monday and Tuesday against the Lightning and the Panthers. For more, watch the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. While New York continued to struggle, New Jersey took advantage and picked up its seventh win of this young season. But this was the first shutout of the year. Locked On Devils tells us more from this dominant win. What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So the New Jersey Devils got their first shutout win of the season as they blanked the New York Islanders by a score of four to nothing. Mackenzie Blackwood was fantastic in between the pipes. He was able to save a lot of high danger opportunities at the hands of the New York Islanders. And it was just a great overall effort from him. Scoring uh, came from Yanni Pokenen on a shorthanded goal. Uh, Thomas Tatar was able to get his first career goal with the Devils organization on the power play. So the fact that the New Jersey Devils are getting better in their penalty killing and also their power play opportunities goes to show you that we've come a long way in a matter of just a week because just last week we were struggling in that regards. But the fact that we've gotten better uh, is a good sign for things to come from this organization. Dawson Mercer was also able to get a goal and he's still continuing to make a name for himself. So he might be a dark horse in the Calder Memorial Trophy race. However, still plenty of season left. Dougie Hamilton was also able to get an insurance goal. So overall, just a great effort from the New Jersey Devils. We are now on a three game win streak and we've gone four straight games of getting a point. So uh, with Jack Hughes, Miles Wood uh, still being out for this team, we just need all the points we can gather and we just need to stay afloat. And this little streak that we're on, it'll do wonders for us because these games will add up in the future. Coming up next, we'll go around the league to get everything you need to know from the NHL last night. You're listening to Locked On Now. Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. The best performance of the night came from a rookie goaltender for the Capitals. Today's edition of Locked On Now brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, low sugar, but high in protein. And they're made of 100% real chocolate, so they come in tons of different flavors. There's something for everybody. And they're even coming out with new limited edition flavors every three to four days. So what you need to do is head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Zach Ficali got a shutout and a win in his first NHL start. Clearly, Detroit had no answer for the rookie netminder. Locked on Red Wings discusses the team's offensive struggles. The Detroit Red Wings winning streak is snapped at three games here at Little Caesars Arena on Thursday night thanks to the Washington Capitals and a great NHL debut from rookie Zach Foucault in net. Late bloomer, 26 years old, uh, but faced 21 shots and stopped them all. Uh, Lars Eller and Dmitry Orlov for the Washington Capitals were able to get the win. And that seems to be the story of the team so far this season. Either they put up a lot of goals against really good teams or they just completely shut down. So uh, Scotty and I are going to break this whole thing down. And going forward, like, it just, 
no offense at all whatsoever. Don't know what happened to it. He managed to shut down Ovechkin, which is something Scotty and I preached. Uh, but power play looked really anemic. Penalty kill didn't look good either. Just got out hustled, honestly. Uh, the Washington Capitals were a good team, and they brought it to you. Scotty and I are going to break the whole thing down to you uh, on Friday's episode. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Red Wings. Let's go around the league. Elsewhere around the NHL, the Bruins failed to close out their game against the Oilers, allowing three third-period goals and suffering a 5-3 loss. Locked On Bruins has more about the mistakes the Bees need to fix going forward. You quite simply can't make mistakes against a team like the Edmonton Oilers and expect to get away with it all night. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, here to talk about a 5-3 loss at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers on Thursday night. Uh, it was a night where Colby Cave was uh, remembered prior to the game. His widow Emily uh, dropped the puck, uh, hugged all the Bruins on her way off the ice in a very emotional uh, pregame ceremony. The Bruins led 1-0 and then 2-1, quickly allowed the Oilers to tie the game after both of those goals. And then in the third period, coming into it with a 3-2 lead, uh, the Bruins once again gave it up as uh, Brandon Carlo lost the puck in front of the net. Leon Dreisaitl scored the game-tying goal and then the game-winning goal shortly thereafter. Uh, Cody Cece adding the insurance late in the third period before Linus Ulmark could get out for the extra attacker. Uh, so the Bruins, yeah, very winnable game. Uh, they made some costly mistakes that the Oilers uh, made them pay for, and they will regroup and try to get back on track Saturday afternoon against the New Jersey Devils, who are a very uh, pretty good team as well to start the season. Catch more on this game and all the latest about the black and gold on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McClure. A tough and gritty game in Montreal snapped Calgary's road winning streak at five games. The Canadiens pulled out a 4-2 win. Locked On Flames has more on a tough loss. Well, the Flames lost yet again to the Montreal Canadiens this time falling 4-2, to two. and of course, you know, it's those dang empty net goals that just keep on getting them. But of course, you know, the Flames did have quite the game. We will be talking about the full extent recap on the show tomorrow morning, but something that is so confusing to me was the second period. There was a sequence where they were in front of the net, and Gabranson cross-checks Brendan Gallagher uh, in the back of the neck, and then Tyler Toffoli gets Goodbranson, and then Chris Tanev grabs someone who he thinks is Toffoli, and then they start fighting, but there's no penalty called on any of this. So I don't know what the refs were looking at. Will Goodbranson face uh, supplementary discipline for cross-checking, because we know the league's cracking down on cross-checks, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see what Friday night in Toronto brings. Am I hopeful? No. It's in the second half of a back-to-back -back against a really good team. And, uh, you know, what? we're looking for the Flames to get back on track. Second game of the road trips tomorrow. So let's, let's find our footing again, get back in there, and I will catch you all on the next episode of Locked on Flames. Nick Suzuki came up big in the win for Montreal, and his pair of goals has our Locked on Canadians host singing his praises. 
Nick Suzuki is a very good boy and a very bad man. Hi everyone, this is Laura Saba, co-host of Locked On Canadians, and the Montreal Canadiens started out this game against the Red Hot Calgary Flames with the same old, same old, allowing a goal early to the unstoppable Andrew Manjapane. However, they were able to battle back. They were a little bit in over their heads because Calgary is such a good team, but this was one of the chippier, uh, more back-and-forth game that games that we've seen between these two teams. Traditionally, they're pretty boring. It was exciting. The Canadians were kind of... They were a little bit out of their depth in the first couple of periods. However, in the third period, they really, really tilted the ice. Everybody came together. There were many, many instances where... The forward core was synchronized. They were they were playing as a unit. They seem to be playing a lot more cohesively than they have in the past. And obviously, Nick Suzuki with a strong game. He's playing with so much audacity, so much confidence. Gone is the Nick Suzuki that was putting way too much pressure on himself in the first few games of the season. Ryan Paling with a very strong game. But this is a testament to what happens when you do not fall apart, even if you're playing a stronger team. And Calgary is no slouch. And you put together a cohesive, strong performance. Nothing to be faulted from the Canadians there after this game. For more, check out Locked On Canadians with myself and my co-host Scott Matla, wherever you get your podcasts. That's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. For more on the National Hockey League and your team, make sure you check out Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.